welcome back to another episode of the 1% Life Podcast. I'm your host, Coach JT. This information is for educational and informational purposes only and is solely a self-help tool for your own use. I'm not providing medical, psychological, fitness, or nutrition therapy. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problem or illness without consulting your own medical practitioner. As always, results of any kind will vary based on each person's unique circumstances, capacity, and work ethic. From 2007 to mid-2013, I stayed somewhere between 250 and 275 pounds. If you look back on, you scroll back on social media, on Facebook, you can see the old pictures. And I was unhealthy. I had bad knees. I snored every night, got crappy sleep, had sleep apnea. In fact, I'd wake up not being able to breathe in the middle of the night. Three or four times a year, I'd have a bad sinus infection. Acid reflux if I ate the wrong stuff or too much stuff. Frequent headaches, sinus pressure headaches. Was depressed. My energy level was garbage. I got random skin rashes. My hormones were off. I was big and unhealthy. But I hadn't cared about health up until then. I'd focused on one thing and health wasn't it. And during that time, I was offered medications galore. Surgery for my knees, sleep medication, sleep studies, CPAP machine for my sleep apnea, antibiotics, prednisone for my knees, sinus infections and skin rashes, antibiotics, Amaprazole for acid reflux, Xanax for my stress and sleep, heck, even Zoloft and Lexapro and Wellbutrin for depression. But I knew what was causing it. It was me. And I knew what I needed to do to fix it. I also knew that meds were only going to hide the symptoms. It wasn't going to fix anything. It was just going to hide the symptom. So I changed it. I changed one big thing And now every single thing that I just mentioned is gone and has been gone for the better part of a decade. I changed my nutrition, not my training, not my medications, not supplements. It wasn't anything that I added. I didn't start taking something magical. That's what people think about first. What can I take to make this go away? What I did was I took away the cause. And now I'm 205 pounds. I stay around 10% body fat all year. Great muscle mass. Maintaining that at 50 years old, no problem. No medications. Asleep like a baby. No acid reflux. Insane energy. Great focus. Healthy knees. Healthy joints. Happier than I've ever been. I can't even remember what being depressed was like. But you know what? If I went to a doctor today they probably still medicate me for some of that stuff. There is no cure. You're just controlling it with your diet, but you'll always have it. Once you come down with type 2 diabetes or depression or you've got bad knees or sleep apnea or chronic headaches, you're going to have it forever. How many people have been told that? Same thing as fibromyalgia and thyroid disorders and lupus and Crohn's and gout and hypertension and all kinds of other inflammatory issues. The best thing you can do is hope to control your dosage with your diet. But then what? You have to follow up regularly, make sure it's not getting worse. Change meds if one's not working or add one. Change the dosage. Maybe you add more medications. Then you got to get them filled. Then you got to follow up again. Then you get more blood work every 90 days. 
Then maybe you got to see a specialist. Then they order more tests. Then you change meds again or add more meds again. Then you get those filled. Then you follow up with your primary care. It keeps going and going and going. How, how familiar is this to some of you guys? Where does it end? And what do you think the most likely outcome is to go on that route? Do you think they start you on meds with the intent of ever stopping? And then what does diet-controlled disease really mean? And what does cured really mean? Is it ever an option? We're told it's not. All of this ends one of two ways. Door number one, you medicate the symptoms, you ignore the cause, you stay sick, you get progressively worse, you increase your medications periodically for the rest of your life. Or door number two, you address the root cause and cure it yourself. Here's the depressing part, the most likely outcome. 90% of people are going to choose door number one. It's easier, it's brainless, it's quicker, there's no changes that you have to make. Just eat the pills and hide the symptoms. Go about your day, eat what you want, do what you want, take what you want, drink what you want, take these meds and it'll hide the symptoms. 1% will choose door number two. That's the hard way. It's the permanent way. It's the best way. But that way makes you change your lifestyle. You got to give stuff up. You got to stop drinking. You got to stop eating the garbage. You got to stop eating the inflammatory foods. You got to make changes to your lifestyle. You got to start exercising. Most people say, no, thank you. I'd rather take a pill. It's the same thing as obesity. 1% of obese people will ever lose the weight and keep it off. 1%. It's not because the 99% can't do it. It's because the 99% would rather not do it. They'd rather be fat, sick, lazy, and medicated than change their lifestyle. It's just the truth. People want to put their life on credit. They want to have fun now and just pay for it later. They think that works. If you see people that are wealthy or fit or healthy or successful or happy, they do it the other way around. They pay now and have more fun later. Either way, you're going to pay for it. Either way, you're paying the price. It's either easy now and really, really hard later or hard now and really, really easy later. Either way, you're making a choice. Not choosing is choosing. So what does diet controlled mean in the first place? It's very literal. Symptoms of an illness or disease controlled by your diet. But here's my big question about that. If you can control it at all with your diet, then how much of it can you control? Can you control 21 and a half percent? 43 percent? 69 and a quarter? 99 and a half? Can you control all of it? Where's the line drawn? Who draws that line? Most people are going to tell you that you might control some of it, but I don't know how much. So then what's the definition of cure? It's the absence of symptoms of an illness or disease. That's Webster's definition. I don't have any symptoms anymore. So then what causes all these? What causes all this chronic disease that we're talking about in the first place? Type 2 diabetes and hypertension and eczema and gout and fibromyalgia, all the issues I told you that I had, thyroid disorder. Doctors will tell you that we don't know for sure. But we do know that it's an inflammatory issue and that there is no cure. Or they'll tell you it's genetic or bad luck. Right? Which means I have no idea. 
I'll tell you what it is. There's a lot of other people that will tell you what it is too. I'm not the only one. And number one, these are all just symptoms, by the way. They're warning signs, right? A headache isn't the issue. It's a reaction to something else, low sodium or dehydration or a sweetener or something that gave you the headache. The headache is just a warning sign. It's a symptom. Taking a Tylenol doesn't cure it. It hides the symptom. So I'll tell you what it's not. It's not genetics. They've mapped the entire human genome and no one can pick the gene that causes it. It's not bad luck. It's not age. It's inflammation, poisons, and malnutrition. That's it. It's eating crap that you shouldn't and avoiding things you should. Right? Eating carbs and sugar on a daily basis, junk food, processed foods, seed oils, boxed canned garbage, fast foods, alcohol, and then avoiding things that you should eat. Macro and micronutrients, proteins and fats, and then C and D and zinc and magnesium, sodium, B vitamins, proper hydration, electrolytes, things we need. And again, I'm not the only one that's saying this, guys. There are tons of people that are preaching the same exact thing. Go listen to Dr. Barry or Dr. Volick or Dr. Finney or Dr. Chafee or Dr. Noakes or Andrew Huberman or Gary Brecka. There's tons of people saying exactly the same thing as I'm saying. Even the WHO says it. Inflammation is the most significant cause of death in the world. Hands down, the WHO says literally the greatest threat to human health. Three out of five people die due to chronic inflammation. But it's tagged as stroke or respiratory disease or heart disease or cancer, obesity, diabetes, natural causes. He died of natural causes. And we just say, oh, okay. The bad thing is this is expected to increase persistently for the next 30 to 50 years in the U.S. It's not getting better. So let's pick one of these and just break it down and look at it. One of these incurable diseases. Let's, you know what? Let's pick type 2 diabetes. It's a very, very common disease that people believe that once they have, they have it forever and that it's only diet controlled. The number of people with type 2 diabetes has gone up every single year since the 1980s. It was 108 million people in 1980, 422 million people in 2014, and then 550 million people in 2023. Why? Why is it going up? The percentage is going up, by the way, too, not just the number. I understand the population's increasing. That's not it. Is it because we're not as smart? Have medicines got worse? Don't know what we're doing? Nope. But it is a $400 billion industry. The drug market is valued at $62 billion as of 2022, the diabetes drug market. And 95% of that would be gone if people changed the way they eat. 40 to 50% of the population is either diabetic or pre-diabetic. And then here's the kicker. 95% of all diabetes on the planet is type 2. And type 2 is 100% self-induced. It's lack of exercise and crappy nutrition. Guys, I've worked with thousands of people over three decades. Thousands of people with type 2 diabetes in particular over the past three decades. For seven years, in fact, I worked in clinic and saw 15 to 30 patients a day. Hundreds of those people with type 2 diabetes. Some with A1Cs as high as like 11 and 12. And I have never, ever met a single one who couldn't reverse it with nutrition and exercise. Never. Some have to do different stuff a little bit, try a little harder, takes another couple weeks, 
but everybody can reverse it. There's plenty who wouldn't, but none who couldn't. It's the same thing as obesity again, right? They also call that a disease. If you look it up, obesity is a disease. At what point do you come down with obesity? You're born with obesity. You catch it. There's no one who can't lose weight. Most people just don't. So if we know what causes all this crap, we know how to change it, we know what cured means, right? The symptoms are gone without the use of meds. Then why is it still labeled incurable? Unless there's some other benefit to do so. I mean, by that logic, I'm also a diet-controlled diabetic, right? Because if I ate horrible, I'd be a diabetic. So I'm a diet-controlled diabetic too. I'm also a diet-controlled, morbidly obese man. Because if I ate horrible, I'd be morbidly obese. I have diet-controlled inflammation. I have diet-controlled sleep problems. I have diet-controlled blood pressure. I have diet-controlled joint problems. Diet-controlled fibromyalgia. Diet-controlled gout. Diet-controlled everything. All the symptoms that I just listed early on in this call, all the things I told you I used to have, are gone because I changed my nutrition. Do I still have them? Am I cured? Is it just diet controlled and I still should be medicated and monitored to make sure they don't sneak back up? Guys, if diet causes it, why can't diet eliminate it? Look, I know unavoidable disease exists, but it's 0.5%. It ain't, it ain't 99.5%. That's what most people want you to believe. I know there's type 1 diabetes, there's Down syndrome, there's heart defects, unavoidable stuff. As far as we know now, anyway. I mean, if you look at Alzheimer's and dementia, those were completely unknown diseases, and now we're saying it's sugar and inflammation. So who knows what the future holds, right? But none of these chronic inflammatory issues and diseases that we're talking about are genetic. They're all self-induced, which is the good news. Right? If they're self-induced, we can also reverse them with our diet. Leading somebody to believe that they have some kind of an issue as a result of some odd medical problem that's incurable that you'll have forever is just deceitful and wrong or ignorant. There's a lot of people that say it because they're just uneducated. They don't know. I'm healthy because I choose to be healthy. Not because I was lucky. Not because I managed to dodge the disease gremlins. Not because I have gifted genetics. Not because I paid for a procedure or took meds. I had a lot of these issues. And now I don't. And I didn't use meds to change it. Guys, you've got to watch out for yourself. Do your own research. Avoid taking health advice from sick, medicated, overweight, unhealthy people. People with no history of success. People of no history of working with people to success. No change, no testimonies. Just like you guys should avoid taking financial advice from somebody that's broke or fitness advice from somebody that's out of shape. Why would you do that? I don't go to a mechanic with a broken down car or an accountant that's being sued by the IRS constantly. So I'll leave you with this. You have to remember you are your own best advocate. No one is ever going to care about your health, your business, your finances, your body fat percentage, your mental health, your salvation, or your happiness like you do. I'm out. For more content, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. See you.